My name is Kerry Brown, and I'm here with my good brother Clarence. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Going good. Bouncing back from a slight cold, but I'll be okay. <laughs> oh, man, this pollen's been kicking my behind. It's been really bad. Oh, dude. This weather change, it, it, don't, it, it doesn't know if it wants to be warm and sunny or cold and rainy and dreary. It, it, oh, it, man. It just keeps changing. I'm just happy it's over 30 degrees for a sustained <laughs> period of time, man. The winter's the winter here was pretty ho- harsh, but oh man, oh, the, the, the snow ain't kicking your butt, man. Is it is it gone yet? Oh yeah, the snow's gone. It's uh, gone. Is it gone for good? That's the question. Well, until next December, at <laughs> <laughs> least. Yeah, I mean we're good for now. Cool um, beans, so you cool you want to jump you want to jump into it? Anything you want to discuss first, or how you want to do it? First, I would like to say that did you hear the news about all the Toys R Us stores closing? Ah, uh, yeah, I did. Dude, this this the end of an era, man. I can't believe it. I like I was like, wow, Toys R Us but closing? I, what? But I read I read today though that um some millionaire or billionaire is going to try to save it. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. man, it's it's like a staple of the eighties and nineties, man, and the fact that it's gone, man. <laughs> but like, if I could be completely real for a second, I can't believe Toys R Us has lasted as long <laughs> as it has because it was always a place you wanted to go. But I don't ever remember buying anything out of Toys R Us, like ever. <laughs> but I've gone there and just looked around. But I've, I've <laughs> I don't remember things buying. from Babies R Us before. So yeah, yeah, I've done Babies R Us too, but. Yeah, it was a little depressing driving by the baby's arrest today and seeing the sign. Because <laughs> my wife was like, is it is it to- both? Is it just ba- Toys R Us or is it baby's arrest? Yep, it's both. It, oh, it really is both? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. End of an era, man. End of an era. Indeed. <laughs> okay, Um. so first, let's talk about some 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 politics stuff. Politics, kind of. yeah. Okay, so... Do you want to dive down that road? <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> Yo, love. Okay, so um, Cambridge Analytica. How much do you know about Cambridge Analytica? I know they do uh, some type of election statistics uh, for targeting um, certain demographics for uh, ads uh, as it relates to politics and elections. Yeah. So um, basically, what they 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 came up with some kind of algorithm i guess so they pay for all of all of the massive personal information and behaviors and sites and comments and stuff that you like on facebook they put all that basically effectively they put all that stuff in a big pot and then they shake it around and then it's like bam your personality profile Ah, so it knows okay so they can basically profile anybody on facebook and by using this data they can they can f- figure out what ads you're more susceptible susceptible to, um. So they can you know target people politically. Um, that's kind of what they were doing. So in 2016, the Trump campaign, they hired Cambridge Analytica to take over their data operations. So they were mining Facebook and they were targeting people based on their psychological profiles. And um, apparently. <laughs> Uh oh. Um, they were they were like doing a lot of ads, and um, basically what it did was it allowed them to develop these, like we're saying, these sophisticated profiles and for internet users, and they could determine which messages were affecting people. So you know, 
um i guess a simple way to explain this would be like if you liked um if you liked uh a barbecue article and you liked um a gun article and you liked something else but you're not necessarily a graphic <laughs> <laughs> so yeah basically based on the stuff that you like they know which um which um political ads to target toward to you. push your button so to speak yeah and um which, when you when you consider like you know for most people it's not a big thing but you have these swing states like Pennsylvania yeah. was one of them and Ohio. like something yeah and Ohio as well like something like this could like definitely influence the election like I'm not here to bash Trump like or their politics or say they're hacking or anything I'm just giving you information of what happened um if it offends you or if it makes you like I told you whatever like that has nothing to do with me. I'm yeah. just offering the information. <laughs> well, what the thing is, I, th- I think the bigger thing here is that, of course, like Barack was the first one to kind of push the whole Internet, uh, I guess, social media type of election. And, you know, I don't think there's any anything wrong with Trump's people doing it. But I think the issue here is, is that the information that uh, Cambridge Analytica obtained was obtained against Facebook's policy. So I think yes. that's the only real issue here. Um, <clears throat> you know, but, but I mean, that that's true. But the thing is, like, he, they were looking at these messages and they could see where the rah rah Trump messages were like resonating with people. Yeah. And then he would go visit there. <laughs> so, like, it, it's, it, I mean, yes, they, they violated Facebook's terms, but it's just really, really. Like in some ways, like I have to admit, it's really, really smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this has, I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. That's how it's definitely going. But again, like the way they obtained information, because I believe they had the somehow with the Facebook APIs, they had a wide open hose for educational type things. And I think that's what led to them getting a lot of the information. Um, the com- or the people who did the survey was an educational um company or I need to read up on the specifics, but that data was not supposed to be given away or when they cut off the fire hose, they shouldn't have um given that information to a third party company. I think that's where the actual violation comes into play. But that being said, it is kind of scary that you can be targeted to such a distinct level of the things you like, but I just, it's it's how things are going. Ads are the same way. Non poli- non political ads are, ads are very much the same way, to where they're targeting things that they know you like, you know you love, and it makes sense. But still, like you said, kind of scary. Yeah, and uh, another thing I want to call out is that a lot of people are freaking out that they had the ability to do this, and like you were saying, part of that is because they had access to things that they shouldn't have had access to, and that's not necessarily their fault. That's Facebook's fault. Yeah. Um, because there were APIs apparently or something that was open to them that shouldn't have been. But the other thing that people need to realize is that you are not a client of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You are a product. Anything you put on Facebook can be used to sell or to make money for Facebook. Um, you get benefits out of this. You get to connect with all your friends. You got a place to store your photos. You know, you can you know, update your friends on your latest happenings and all that stuff is all nice and good. But don't forget that any company that does this for free, any company that gives you their service for free, you are the product. They're selling you to advertisers. Nothing is ever free. (laughs) Do not forget that. Like a lot of people are freaking out. Like there, there's like this campaign on Twitter, this delete Facebook thing. 
Um, yeah, somebody, uh, yeah, somebody yeah. challenged somebody <laughs> challenged Elon Musk to like delete his profile and delete the um the the Tesla and the SpaceX profiles, and he did it. So like, <laughs> yeah, he, he deleted himself off of Facebook. Um, I, I thought that was interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I mean, <laughs> is the justification for deleting yourself from Facebook is it is it real? I mean, I know we're going saying that Facebook are are making so many mistakes, which they are. But can you blame them? They're kind of blazing the trail in this area. Yeah. But, but by the same token, delete Facebook, really? I think Leo Laporte is doing the same thing. He's deleting. Oh, he's Facebook. doing a delete Facebook? Yeah. Well, see, well, see that's my thing. It's like, oh, like Leo's another story for me. Like, that dude is so <laughs> conceited. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. I like, he, he I actually mean. thought, like, he actually thought he could get people to stop saying podcast. Like, yeah. that actually he actually thought that he could do that. So like, you know, maybe he's just riding the coattails and part of this is, you know, it's valid, but to me, in my opinion, the reasons to delete Facebook that are valid now were valid eight yeah. years ago. Like this is nothing new. Like they've been doing this forever. So. Well, I put it like that. There, there's a lot worse companies out there that you should not be purchasing slash <laughs> going to that have done very much more horrendous things than, give away some ad data uh, and, and we go along with those companies like nothing has happened. So I'm going to yeah. say that, you know, if you want to be a warrior for this cause that we're going to hashtag delete Facebook, there are yeah, far delete. worse things. <laughs> Get a dumb phone. Cause like <laughs> Google and Apple know everywhere you go. They know everywhere you stop. And it's really like cumbersome to turn that kind of stuff off because it's funny now I hop in my car after work and it pull it's like Google whatever is pulling up my directions for home telling me yeah. how long it's going to take me does, telling yeah. me about the traffic and part of that is cool but if you put your tinfoil hat on it's like they know exactly where I am at all times and that can be a little scary even if you're not doing anything wrong you know kind of like the Alexa thing or the the, the echo thing is like I'm not perform any illegal activity in my home but yeah. i don't necessarily want my echo listening to everything i say which it's my webcam is actually propped up on and it's not plugged <laughs> up right now so <laughs> yeah man I, I will say every time i go somewhere uh like for instance a few minutes ago i was at slim chickens <laughs> oh we have one of those here i was wondering if it's yeah. any good is that any it's, good it's, it's pretty good it's pretty good yeah but but you know I go there and while I'm in the drive-thru, I look at my phone and lo and behold, do you want to review Slim Chickens? Oh, uh, yeah. It happens uh, everywhere I, I go. Everywhere I go, it happens, man. It's just kind of annoying, dude. It's really annoying. It is. It is. It happens to me too. Um, they asked me to like take pictures of my food and stuff. It's so weird. <laughs> Would you like to add a pic picture to Google? Whatchamacallit? I, I do like, that sometimes. No. I do that. Well, sometimes. yeah, I do too. You know, we, you know, I was, I was a big food, food selfie person back in the day, but just my phone asking me to take one just weirds me out like so much. But yeah. Eh. Yeah. Oh, awesome times. <laughs> and I just thought of something else that, um, kind of goes along with this. <laughs> uh oh. What you got? You know that um, I'm gonna see if I can find an article for it. But Elon Musk and I can't remember what company, but he's um he's gonna start a low orbit satellite network for internet hmm. and um yeah low latency gigabit satellite internet um there and this this has been a, this idea has been around for a while, but um he I think it's about to start oh actually. <laughs> 
actually, the Falcon 9 launch, they they launched the first satellites. Huh. See, I heard some people doing this. I can't remember which company name, but they were doing it. And they kind of like got in trouble because they didn't get regulation before they actually. Oh, yeah. Well, they got permission. He got permission from uh, NASA or FCs. I'm not sure who <laughs> we need to get permission from, but they did. They definitely got permission. Um, They're going to be launching a bunch of satellites, like 4,000 oh, satellites huh. in low Earth orbit between. Let me make sure I get this right. Between 684 miles and 823 miles above us. So, like, this is, yeah, this is pretty, pretty, pretty high. Um, I wonder how proven this technology is. Is it? But it, apparently, the first 800 satellites are already up there. Really? Yeah. And, um, gigabit satellite ethernet for the masses. Like, this dude is doing every, he's like, he is the real life Tony Stark. Is this in use or is he kind of just, uh, testing it right um, now? I, I think they're just testing it, but um, he made a joke. He was like, which made me think of this. He made a joke. He was like, I promise you we're not going to call it Skynet. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Good old Elon. But I, I just like this dude's like he's doing he's he's doing things, man. He's trying to change the world. He's not just trying to make money. He's I mean, I'm sure he's doing it to make money, too, but. He's freaking, he's literally, he's literally changing the world. Literally. Yeah. Which if he, if you got the money and you got the, the, uh, I guess vision in this case, go for it, man. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's boring company, which is, I don't know about that one. <laughs> the boring company, the Borg. You heard about that? Digging tunnels under Los Angeles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You mean like boring, not yeah, boring. the boring like, company. Yeah. That's B O R E. Hey, gotcha. he made he made that joke when he talked announced it on Twitter. You know? Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Elon. So let's talk a little bit about Apple, man. Uh, okay. Right Apple on. is trying to win back the students and teachers with low cost iPads. So I don't know if you heard that Apple <laughs> that oh Apple announced an event. Did you hear about that? I did not. Okay, I think the event is in Chicago, but let me get it straight. Uh, event this Tuesday at Lane Technical College Prep High School in Chicago. We'll mark the first time Apple has held a product launch event geared toward education since 2012. So there are rumors that they're going to be introducing a low-cost iPad. I don't see any prices on this article. Oh, my God. This is a Bloomberg article that I'm reading. But... Do we need a low cost? Steve iPad? Jobs is turning in his grave right now. <laughs> like this goes against everything he was about. He was all about not making a budget product. But yeah. I get it. They they want they want a piece of that that Chromebook, Microsoft Windows 10s. They want a piece of that pie. So I understand why they're doing it. But Steve Jobs would not like this at all. Well, that's the thing, man. Like it's so hard for Microsoft. Do you think Microsoft would be primed to get into the education market? But dude, I mean, I think we've talked about this before. Like we are, we've moved to the Microsoft stuff at my job, the Office 365 stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, but the Google stuff is just way easier. It's just way, <laughs> it works better. Uh, and, and then you have Apple coming in here and to move over to Mac, I think is often an expensive endeavor. So that's okay. true. That's true. We, yes. We're to come with, with, with cheaper iPads. Maybe that's a shoe in, but the Chromebooks are pretty much killing it now. <laughs> uh, easy to use instant on, uh, easy to provision for uh, the IT companies out there. 
that are, are handling all this or the school infrastructure. So <laughs> I don't know if they can make them cheap. I think it could be okay. But like, don't you think once you get past like the sixth grade iPad is pretty much not going to be a good tool unless you have a keyboard. I mean, once you learn to type, yeah, you're not <laughs> doing any kind of like, it's going to be really hard to do schoolwork. But they have the keyboard iPad. with the Pro, though. They had a keyboard. Well, yeah, I guess. Um, I guess. But it, it's just funny you mentioned the Chromebook because I just thought back to like 2008 when like the netbook was like taking off. Yeah. Um, around 2000. It was somewhere around there. I'm not going to look it up. But it's like Microsoft could ha- could have had this market like in the palm of its hand. Yeah. But the mistake they made was trying to put full windows on that low powered oh, laptop. Oh boy. Yeah. If they would have if they would have cut it down then, they would they would they would own this market. Dude, I'm so tired of seeing failed Microsoft experiments, man. <laughs> Do you remember the uh was it the U was it not it's not the UMBC. They had a small a small computer that was like on a handheld device back in the day. You mean Windows CE? It wasn't CE. It was like full blown Windows. It was like a Palm Pilot, like a Palm Pilot type thing, but it was full Windows. Is that yeah, what you're it was talking full about? Windows. Yeah, that was Windows. I'm pretty sure that was Windows yeah. CE. But it's like they keep having these fail experiments, and then they try to come in too late to jump into the market, and it's just like they're always the, the day late and the dollar short. Seems like. Yeah, yeah, Windows CE. I'll send you a link. I think that's what you're talking about, though. Anyway, but yeah, they 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 have all these grand ideas, and even even Google does this too. Like Google throws so many ideas out, and um, the execution is not always the best. Uh-huh. And you know, somewhere down the line, somebody will take one of those ideas and actually make something pretty awesome out of it. Um, I'll give you a good example. Um, which this has kind of come full circle, but the whole containers thing. Uh-huh. Like they didn't invent containers, but they've been using containers for like a decade. Um, and their their container management or their swarm, whatever you want to call it, management for multiple containers called Kubernetes. Like they've been using this like forever. But then Docker came out, and then containers blew up. Yeah, and then you had Docker, oh Docker Compose, I think was the name of their um their container management tool. But now. They've integrated back into Kubernetes, so you know. That, I guess that one worked out for them. But <laughs> um, I guess when you're that big of a company, though, it's kind of hard to develop something like as far as you can develop it when you have all this other stuff. You got all these irons in the fire, so it's like, um, what do I utilize? You know, what do I spend my time on? Do I spin it on my staples or do I keep trying to develop this thing that may or may not pan out? Yeah, I mean, but you want to lead, man, and it, I don't know if they if it's that they just lack vision, which, you know, I as, as many smart people as Microsoft has, they have to have some vision over there. But I think yeah. they often see the they either go in this direction that nobody wants or they jump into the, the frying pan way too late. And it's just, just disappointing, man. I don't know. Oh, what yeah. I was talking about, I, I was talking about the Ultra Mobile PCs. Do you remember the Ultra Mobile PC? Yeah, they were like these Windows PCs that were like on these real small devices. Oh, yeah, I do remember those. You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. I do remember those. They didn't take off, obviously. Like Game Boy or something? Yeah, but it was, yeah. Uh, that was a thing, man. Something. Yeah, I, I remember those now, yeah. Man, there's there's been some fails, like the Newton. Yeah. There's been some fails. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I, I mean, I guess you do have to throw some things at the wall to see what sticks, but come on, man. Very disappointing, sir. <laughs> Indeed. So, so, man, have you heard any news coming out of, uh, what is the, the game developers conference this week? Was it this week oh, or last week? Um, I believe it was last week, oh, but, okay. um, nah, I can't remember. I think it was last week or this week. But I think it was last week. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, the 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 thing that I posted, I, there's uh, another thing that popped in my head. But the thing that I posted was the um Atari box has now evolved into the Atari VCS. I believe is the name of it now. VCS console um, prototype. Okay. Yeah, they they demoed their non-working console prototype, which <laughs> looks like it has an Xbox controller. It looks like it looks like an Xbox controller with new plastic stamped on the front. Like, yeah, <laughs> what and, are and you a, doing? And it looks like this thing will be able to play classic arcade games and PC games. Now that could make that could make it interesting depending on what level of PC games it could play. But you know, number one, I don't see this being a reasonable price if it's going to play any decent bucks. PC. It's a hundred bucks. 300 bucks. Oh, it's, it's going to be horrible. <laughs> and I mean, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm basing it purely off graphic card prices right now. That's, and I don't think, even if, though this is, of course, custom hardware bill, I don't think you're going to be p- able to play any decent game on this thing. And do we know if it's going to support Steam? Like, what is going to be the back end services for it? Well, I don't think it's going to support steam i would be very very surprised if it did what i would think was it's probably going to be something like the what was it little console called the oh yeah oh yeah the oh yeah yeah i was thinking it was going to be something like that where it had its own little store so like mobile games perhaps be a little better or more powerful than the oh yeah because the oh yeah was like a hundred bucks um and then they like an Android store or something. Yeah, it's gonna be like mobile games. I'm I'm betting this. No, yeah, it's no. just PC games. But I mean, one thing I will say though is this could work if okay. they had how so, sir? Re- like, okay, so three hundred bucks, uh, Xbox three hundred bucks, PS4 three hundred bucks. Okay, so they their their cost is about par for what a gaming console is. But I mean, the other thing you have to think about is if they have their own store and whatever PC games they pick, they actually tailor them toward the hardware or they optimize them toward the hardware and they don't make it to where you can just download any PC game to it. Um, They have a store like a yeah. Xbox store or something, and they can actually optimize the games to the hardware. I think this could work. Uh, the only dude. thing... Are you playing devil's advocate right now? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I am. I am. I'm just saying, like, if if they tailor to the hardware, I would like to know what it's running on. Yeah. But if it's running on anything close to what the PS4 or the Xbox is, it's this is this is it's totally possible. doable. Because I mean, if it's x86, it's already got one leg up. <laughs> they just need to optimize the binaries to the hardware. And I mean, if you think about it, that's all that that's all that the Xbox and PS4 are doing with PC games. They're just optimizing them for the hardware. Is it going to run at 60 frames a second and 1440p? Um, no, no, probably not. <laughs> but um, you you also get your dose of nostalgia because it has the classic joystick controller as well. Um, well, that's that's the other just, thing. Like how, how I mean, who is the market for an Atari branded 
anything. Exactly. And that's I was go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say that's what I was thinking. The exact same thing. <laughs> Cause it's like these games aren't the Atari games anyway. They it's not like they're that graphically demanding. I mean you yeah. could you could Probably run these phone. things on a cell phone, <laughs> yeah. Like half of a cell, like you can run these things. Most of those games will probably run on a Nokia, like <laughs> candy yeah. bar phone from the late nineties. Totally so agreed. they have to have some kind of interesting spin on it, and I, I'm not seeing it yet. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'll be. I'll still be watching this closely because once they actually start showing some games, and who knows, maybe they'll have some modern modernized Atari classic modern classics. So, and it's coming out spring 2018. So we don't have oh, that wow. much longer to okay. wait. Um, we don't, we don't so. have that much longer to wait to be disappointed. Uh, I guess <laughs> it might that, be okay. It might be okay. The only thing that worries me is that the this thing, thing is launching or the main thing I'll say, <laughs> this thing is launching this quarter or next quarter. I'm sorry. It's still March. But it's launching next quarter, and they don't even have any footage or anything yeah. that they're showing. They're just showing exactly. a console. So that's a little worrying, don't to say the least. Don't hold your breath, folks. <laughs> okay. Um, now that I have mentioned that I had something else to talk about from GDC, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, well, I got something while you're waiting. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, I don't know if this is GDC or it may have been some other article that popped up, but HTC is dropping the price of the Vive to four ninety nine, as well as whoop, whoop. debuting their new uh, Pro headset. Now they're going to be selling the headset only for the Pro. You don't get any controllers, none of the um, with the room sensors. You don't get any of that. It's just the headset, and it is going to cost da 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 seven ninety nine. What do you think about that, Gary? The old Tesla effect. I mean, this is exactly what they need to do. Um, this is exactly how they're going to get this mainstream because when the Vive was 800 bucks, the hardcore people bought it. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. it's it's been a couple of years. So now the prices, you know, they've been able to cut the price down. Um, now it's only 500 bucks, which is a huge drop, you know. So now that $800 tier is the Vive Pro, which the mainstream people aren't going to buy, but the people that were that had a vibe like two or three years ago, they're going to jump all over this. They've already, you know, they're, you know, yeah. they've been waiting for yeah, this. Definitely. So again, it's, it's going to trickle down in a couple of years. And then the vibe super pro two super pro. or whatever you call it. <laughs> EX edition. I mean, yeah, so. the only, the only disappointing thing about this to me is that it's not bundled with controllers and the sensors. That's a little disappointing that they would exclude that from the, from the list. Well, one thing I will say is that it has OLED OLED displays, and the OLED is not cheap. It's just not. Yes, um, agreed. They're fourteen hundred by sixteen hundred per eye. Um, so we're getting that resolution bump because on the original Vive, if you've used it, you know that there's kind of a screen door effect because the pixels are kind of you can see the space in between the pixels. So it cre- you know if you when you were a little kid and you're at grandma's house and you put your face up to the screen door and you saw all the lines. <laughs> oh, that, like that's, that's what ba- that means. <laughs> yeah, that's what that means. So it's like that's basically what it looks like. Um, if you keep it on for a long time, and and some people notice it right away. Like I was able to notice it right away, but it also depends on what game you're playing. Um, you also have the headphones built in. Yeah. Um, and you also cool. have two cameras on the front. Um, excuse me, where you can see like what's happening in reality, so you don't like 
<laughs> run into the desk or something. Um, they've actually made some pretty, pretty decent um, improvements to the headset. And again, one reason they're not bundling the controllers, at least from my opinion, one reason they're not bundling all the controllers is that the people that are going to buy this already have them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you could argue that maybe if somebody was jumping in and they would want this, but the thing is like you're it, if they did that, the bundle would be like 1200 bucks. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't think it, it would be any, I don't think it would be any cheaper than buying yeah. the original vive and buying and it separately. Buying, you know, it would yeah. probably cost exactly the same, which is probably why that makes sense. But I, I would soon. Yeah, I do like that they're hitting every price point. And to me, that's like you mentioned up top, that's really important if they want to get it out there to the masses and get more people actually using the devices, you know, driving that price down ever so, so slightly, because, you know, this is not going to be seven ninety nine for the next four years. They're going to lower the price on it and they're going to lower the price on the cheaper one and hopefully keep it in production. So, yeah, I mean. They're building an ecosystem and, you know, as long as they keep innovating, I think I'm fine with it. And hopefully it'll get to the price where one day somebody like me <laughs> can actually own a Vive. Yeah, the, the Vive's pretty awesome. Um, I'm Are just, you still down on VR? <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where it's cool. Like, it's definitely cool. But the thing is, you get it and you play it for about a month and then there's like... <laughs> You're not getting that steady flow of titles that you would get with like the PC or the Xbox or the or the PS4 or something. Like there's no stri- steady stream of of AAA quality titles. There's definitely lots of stuff to play. A lot of it's hit or miss, but there are some real gems. So I mean, it, it's getting there. You know, I I wouldn't be opposed to revisiting it, especially now that you can find a secondhand vive or a secondhand rift for like 300 bucks like with the controllers and everything yeah um if you look hard enough so i mean it definitely bears a revisit i would say it's been a been about a year and a half maybe since i had mine so cool beans so what else we got on the docket here sir do we have what, um, one more story here so have you played um you play PUBG, right yeah and Fortnite. We, we streamed a little bit yeah Okay, so um, this past week apparently it's been the mobile wars because mobile wars 2018. <laughs> in this past week, there's been a release which Fortnite. You need to let me know if um Fortnite's on the Android store because if it is, I can send you an invite. Um, because I got some invite codes for it. Ah, cool. I've been I've been playing Fortnite and PUBG on mobile. Oh, and- mobile off. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's it's really really interesting. Um, both of the mobile games of the versions of this game are surprisingly playable. Now they're um, both the Unreal Engine, correct? Yes, they are. Okay. Um, well, I um, I know that Fortnite is. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm imagining. I, I, yeah, I think the they're PUBG both is as well. Yeah. Um, the funny thing to me about PUBG is that it's to me. I feel like it's better optimized than the PC version is. Oh, really? Which is hilarious to me. Wow. Um. There's some free to play stuff in there, especially in the PUBG one where you can, you know, buy certain items, cosmetic items anyway. And, um, it's, it's really, really interesting. Um, I was still getting my butt kicked. Uh, <laughs> but, um, another thing about PUBG Mobile is that they can, they put bots in the game. Uh-huh. So, um, I don't know if you can take turn the bots off or do a local game or I'm not sure how that works. 
I think you can actually boot up a local local game on your phone and not even have other people playing and just play with 99 bots. I believe wow. that that's possible. Um, as far as uh, is there crossplay as well? Not on. I I don't think PUBG is. I know that Fortnite is. Um, you can do PC, Xbox, mobile crossplay on wow. Fortnite. That's kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah, and the funny thing is, I was surprised like how well the can like how decent the controls were i thought they would be horrible but they're really not that bad um so it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a keyboard and mouse let's just get that out of the way it's not gonna be a controller well but let me say this like 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 PUBG and fortnite a little less so but PUBG is hard to play that game with a real <laughs> controller with a controller you mapping the buttons to what you want it to be it's still hard to play that game uh, Fortnite, yeah. they've kind of optimized it since it's on the console as well. Uh, well, was on, launched on the console simultaneously. It kind of had that, that DNA built into it early on. But PUBG, I don't know, man. I just cannot see playing that game on mobile. I would have to see if there's auto aim because it seems to be, I mean, I'm not going to say easier, but it doesn't seem as bad as you would think, um, to aim on it. Uh-huh. Uh, you can zoom. You know, so again, you're not going to get keyboard and mouse, you know, precision with this. But, you know, it you you're sitting at a bus stop or wherever you you got a couple minutes to kill. I mean, it's it's actually a really good idea and they're definitely worth checking out. Um, So I guess if you didn't know, you can you can download PUBG now. It's free Um, with Fortnite. I don't know if Fortnite is on Android. It should be. Um, but if it is, or if you have iOS, definitely check that out and sign up and get on the list because I, with PUBG launching here in the United States, like this past week, I would imagine that they're going to pull it out of beta pretty fast. So, you know, stay tuned. Cool beans. And man, I don't think we talked about the main story we were going to talk about. (laughs) I forgot about it. Kind of. Oh, yes. This is pretty, pretty sad. We kind of hinted at this last week when we were talking about, uh, was it the big rigs that were getting uh, debuted in Atlanta to be self-driving and they were going to haul yeah. some of the stuff for Google services? And lo and behold, like this last week, somebody was actually killed from a self-driving vehicle. And many of my <clears throat> thoughts that I had last week about, you know, this being the end or the beginning of the end, uh, it seems like it's been more t- tempered, is that the right tempered than I thought it would be. But but uh, they've released some of the footage and it it doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't look good at all. Like this lady's um her name's Tin. What is her name? Elaine Herzberg. May she rest in peace. Like um the Uber car, the self driving car is just rolling, and um it's dark and there's like no way a human would be able to see this. I mean I don't think if it was a human driving this car that they could have stopped in time. Because as fast as the car was going, and when you see the lady come up on the screen, like there was no way they would have been able to stop. Um, yeah. so not human driver, human yeah. driver. But the and thing, the, yeah, yeah, I was Go gonna ahead. say that the thing that gets me about this, I don't know what technology the Uber cars are using. I know LiDAR is probably the most, uh, prevalent among the self driving vehicles. Again, I don't know exactly what the Uber driver, driverless cars are using, but even so, even so, in complete pitch blackness, I think it should have been able to see this woman. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, 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 if they have like infrared sensors and all that stuff, it definitely should have been able to see her. Um, one thing I will say uh, before I get into my second point is that I feel like this um, this kind of spurs me to think that in addition to on camera um, on our own vehicle sensors, they need to be putting something up like on light poles or something to like scan these roads, you know, so they can get another vantage point just to see what's happening. Maybe that's a little too big brother for people, but if yeah. I'm going to have unmanned cars driving down the road, I would be okay with something else, you know, some other angle of the sensor not coming from the car. So if the car is speeding over a hill where it can't see anything because it's a car and, and cameras and sensors, you, you know, like, to me, it would only make sense to have something above at the top of the hill on a light pole or whatever yeah. that that could see what else is happening. Yeah, um, possibly. But it depends on how powerful these sensors are. I don't know anything about self-driving cars. So. But I, I, I could have sworn that LiDAR had the ability to because I think LiDAR works off of sending pulses. So I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it didn't matter if it was dark or light outside. It would still oh. be able to. So it's like echolocation or something. I, I think so. I has. It's been a few years since I looked at the tech, but I need to go back and I'll brush up on it for the next podcast. But it. I think it should have been AMC this moment. <laughs> but make no mistake. Make no mistake. If this had been a human driver in this same exact situation, there would be no way in the world they would have been able to stop. I just don't see it. Maybe they. So would've... did you? Did you watch all the footage? Yes, I saw the There's one. There's actually the person sitting in the car. <clears throat> um, like all of these, I didn't know this. All these unmanned cars that they're testing. There's an actual person sitting in them in case something crazy happens. Um, so they can stop the car. Um, and I agree with you. There's no way. Like if she was, if she was paying attention, I don't think she could have stopped this car. But the fact that she was looking down and doing something else exactly when it happened, it just yeah. It's, yeah. It was just, I mean, it's just that all around, man. Like I, I would hate to be that that yeah. lady, but I'm because like, I mean, he does, she didn't kill this woman. No, but she probably feels like she did. But I mean, I, but I say even take the whole self driving situation out of it. If it had just been somebody driving in that car alone, they would hit the woman too. I, I really, yeah. I really feel that from the footage we saw. Uh, I mean, one of the good things about this is that we, well, no good things really, but we do have a cavalcade of sensor statistics and footage if something like this does happen you know the black box yeah yeah, it's never oh what happened we didn't see it no you're going to see it you're going to see exactly what happened but that being said they have to do something with these sensors to where they can see people in the dark i would hope that wouldn't be the issue here but it seems like the, the the technology should have been able to see that woman in the dark agreed it was just like I, I was. It was terrible, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right, quite, quite literally in that video, you do not see that woman until she is right in front of the car. Yeah. So she's like in the shadow of a tree or something, and or I guess it's not a tree. She's, she's in, like the shadow in the middle of, of the road. Yeah, like- she's in the middle of the road the whole time. Like it since the, in the beginning of the video, she's in the middle of the road. You just don't see her she's because a, of the shadow. Yeah, it's pitch black. It's like no street lights where this woman is. Pitch yeah. black. So I yeah, don't know. sad. It's just unfortunate. I mean, what do you and- think this holds for self driving cars, though? What do you What do you think the future is? Do you think I know I know Uber pulled all their self driving tech off the roads, and I think um, <clears throat> was it te- some other company did the same. 
It may the be only thing to somebody. That, the only thing that worries me about this is that if you have a car that nobody's driving and it hits somebody and kills them, who's responsible? Who's at fault? Oh, well, I mean, <sighs> like that, that, yeah. that is, that is the shaky thing about this because you have the policeman or the police chief for the, wherever this is happening in Arizona who is saying that they don't think Uber is at fault. Um, she's saying that, or he or she, I can't remember which one, there was a human in the car, so yeah. we shouldn't be looking at the technology, but Definitely if, not. if, oh, if I would have been driving that car, I would have hit that lady. Yeah. Because there's no way, there's no way that that person would have saw him, even if they were looking. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be a few things. I think at first, insurance is going to get um, astronomical when these fault cars first start coming out. If you own one, I think it's, the insurance is going to be very yeah. expensive. But maybe in the next 40 or 50 years, when there's 75% of these cars on the road, and maybe like 100, 120 years, when there's 75% of these cars on the road, I think it'll balance out and it's going to be less deaths because of cars, you would hope. Um, and that will eventually bring the insurance down as well. So it's going to be, I'm going to say a learning curve, but it's going to be a while before we can adapt to, yeah, to this new crazy future. And I mean, you can't stop innovation. Think about, I mean, the only thing I can think of that I can even like equate or parallel to this would be the development of aircraft. Um, there were there used to be like even in the eighties there were so many plane crashes. Yeah, I mean true. you would hear about plane crashes every day, every couple days, yeah. every week. Now you barely um, hear about it. We lost some amazing musicians to aircraft crashes. Yes, um, and it's like especially small engine. Uh, yeah, aircraft. yeah, and it's like now flying's the safest way to travel. Like I mean, flying is. Now flying is yeah. safer than riding a bike down the street. Yeah. Statistically. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it like you were saying, the technology just needs to mature and it's not gonna be quick or easy. So I, mean, I just hope that they keep working in it. Well, let's 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 play a little mind game here. Uh take yourself back a hundred years, uh probably somewhere in about in there a hundred years, and when cars first start being prevalent on a road. Oh I God. have to imagine when the first person got killed in an automobile accident, people were like, oh, my God, we're going back to horses. We cannot have cars. This is just too dangerous. People are dying out here in these tin can contraptions or whatever. So uh, I think you can't, the, you can't stop progress, man. Yeah. You know, it's but, the, but the, it's, the human factor does make it hurt a little bit more because there's no you know what I'm saying? There's nobody in that in that vehicle, you know? Yeah, it's I mean, it's I mean, there's no way around it. It's really, really sad, especially yeah. for that family. I mean, obviously for the lady who got hit, but I'm saying the family is like, like who like even, even forget the law, forget liability, forget all that. Like if that happened to one of my loved ones, it's like yeah. I don't even know who I wouldn't even know who to be mad at. You know, like that would that like that's the thing that scares me about this is that, you know, with a car. At least you know if you somebody hits you 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 know there you idiot you ran a red light or something. But with this, it's like, do you blame the programmer? Do yeah. you blame? Do you blame blame the designer? Do you blame the CEO? Like who do you blame? Yeah, I'm 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 a spitball right here, and then maybe this is not a good idea, but I'm just spitballing. Maybe until we perfect the tech, because there's only there's only a few states that are actually allowing this these trials to go on. So I think until maybe we can perfect the tech, 
we maybe should, I'm not going to say dowry, or we should have some type of fund that is set, set aside for people who may die in these accidents. Now, I don't want that to lead to people jumping out in front of these cars just so they, they, <laughs> just so they family can get money. I'm about but, to get paid! But, but I think there needs to be some type of fund set aside um, in case something like this does happen. Because it's going to happen. I mean, unfortunately, it happened. We just hope we can limit those those events from occurring. I'll tell you one place they're probably not testing self-driving cars. <laughs> Where? China. Do you know? Did you know that if you hit somebody in China, you have to pay their medical bills for the rest of their life? Uh, I did not know that, but I do now. Um, and and the thing about it is, it's gotten so bad there. Like, I'll have to see some articles. Just you just made me think of this: that there have been people that hit somebody, and they they back back over them to kill them, so they wouldn't have oh. to pay. So they would not have to pay for all their medical bills. Oh um, man, that is sad, so, dude. Yeah, it, it's pretty horrible. So I don't, yeah, nah, don't drive in China. That's what I took for take from that. <laughs> that yeah, that's pretty bad. Wow. I guess it's neither here nor there, but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Are we done? <laughs> yeah, I think we're done, man. You have anything you want to plug, podcast related, otherwise? Um, I don't have anything to plug. Uh, just say stay tuned. Um. Dragon Ball Super, last episode tomorrow. Last episode, period, or last episode. Um, oh, really? the series, the series is ending. What? Um, it's well, one hundred thirty-one episodes. That was quick. I, I must have found out about as, it too late. <laughs> twice <laughs> as long as GT. Yeah, it's been on for like three years, man. It's it's wow. been going for a while. So, um, well, I have to ask you, Mister Anime Person, any other uh, Akira Tor- Toriyama back? properties or anything in the dragon ball um, world coming up one thing i will say is that they released a trailer or a teaser trailer for the new dragon ball super movie that's coming out this december and let me tell you it got me hype like is it, is it going to be like the previous movies were in the story or is it going to be like after super um movies? it's it's a direct continuation after the end of the the end of the tournament of power which is what ends tomorrow Oh, so so the, the movie's going to take place shortly after the end of Dragon Ball Super. And now they say the series is ending, but I would imagine as popular as it's been, if this movie sells like gangbusters or whatever, just like the just like the original DB Dragon Ball movies that came out a couple while wow, it's been forever ago, <laughs> three or four years ago when Battle Guys came out. But those movies did so well. That's what got Dragon Ball Super made. Yeah, was those two movies revival of Frieza and um Battle of Gods? So I would imagine that if the movie does well and people are still buzzing, that you know there's a good possibility we may see more Dragon Ball in the future. But um, it's so funny, man. It's so funny to be back at peak Dragon Ball in 2018. <laughs> Twenty mean, years the, later, the game that came out. The game is doing gangbusters. We're back at peak Dragon Ball, which is just crazy to think. Yeah, it's like 20 years ago, man. We were watching like the end of the Nemec saga and hoping that we would see Goku fight Jason Burter. And then it just goes all the way back to the beginning. Like, I still remember that like it was yesterday. Like, no, not again. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yes, it's gotta love the 90s, man. Not just Dragon Ball, but that whole industry is just like sword crunchy roll man crunchy roll crunchy roll crunchy roll started out as like a bootleg anime stream site. And now they are licensing properties and simulcasting 
with air times in Japan, yeah, which is about as amazing as you can even get. I feel like, um, yeah, that's just uh, amazing to me. It blows my mind. Yeah, at the anime convention here in Jackson uh, a couple weeks back, uh, J. Michael Tatum was there, and he voiced, I don't know none of the characters he voices, but he voices a bunch of them. And also Johnny Bosch was voiced uh, Bash okay, Stampede, um, Bash and, uh, Stampede. Uh, and a few more characters. But anyway, uh, the J. Michael Tatum guy was particularly talking about how he writes some of the episodes. I forgot what, forget which series he was talking about. It may have been, actually, um, it may have been Tackle Titan, because I think he does the Attack on Titan translations. Oh, Attack on Titan, okay. Yeah, and he was talking about, like, Previously, he had forever to write them, but now they're releasing them like a week after they come out in Japan. So he yeah. has like a week to translate the script <laughs> and actually write the script for the American translation. He says it's so crazy now in the world of voice acting. It's a totally different ball game. It's just interesting hearing him talk about that. I was really shocked. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I'll have to send you the link, but the, the original voice of Vegeta, Brian Drummond, like the first ver- the first Vegeta voice he um there was actually an episode of Dragon Ball Super where Vegeta had this evil clone. So like Chris Abat is like the voice director of the American version. So he invited him back, the original oh. voice of Vegeta, Brian Jones. He invited him back to do the voice of the clone, and that it was is awesome. So awesome. Dude. You know, they they um <laughs> interviewed him. He had his interview on a podcast where he talked about all that and talked about how he got into voice acting and stuff. I haven't seen that. It's worth a listen. Okay, I have to watch Super just for that because that is freaking awesome dude I'll, I'll send you the clip of the commercial dude it's awesome like that whole episode was cool i didn't even like the commercial i mean i didn't even like the episode when i watched it in japanese but just the fact that they had Vegeta on it i enjoyed the american awesome. version it's like two episodes two or three episodes oh, wow that is it's cool phenomenal dude all right well uh yeah just for me uh if you want to check out anything i'm doing i'm just going to pimp one thing today check out the discussing comics youtube channel which you can find at youtube.discussingcomics.com we're trying to do a push to get our subscribers up over there so yeah check that out and we'll appreciate your subscription anything else man oh no that's it man just um check us out next week we will be back cool beans peace very very quick very very quick very very quick expedition very very quick I can't I can't beat that I <laughs> <laughs> just smells burnt and dusty hey guys don't miss an episode of the techpedition podcast for more information go to techpedition.com slash subscribe T-E-C-H P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.